Gleason, and this is Unmuted by Mosaic. It's Friday, December 2nd, and we're talking about a unique commuter. According to the PLNU Common Dataset for the years 2021 to 2022, the percent of undergraduate students who live off campus or commute is 46.3%. So we have a good amount of commuters on this campus, but how many are traveling across the border every day? To the podcast's knowledge, there are only two students currently that we know of, and one of them is our guest today. I'm Luciana Parellon Gil. I'm a sophomore, a literature and Spanish double major. And my experience as a commuter is both tiring, but um, I get to spend time with my mom in the car as well. Uh, She drives me to school because right now I'm learning to drive in the freeway. It's a bit (laughs) nerve-wracking, but um, it's, it's exciting as well just seeing the landscape. So... When I was applying to colleges, I always thought that I was going to commute. And it's it's really really close TJ to here. So I don't I don't think it was worth it. My mom and I both didn't think it was worth it like paying the extra money for a a dorm here because mm-hmm. if we really think about it, TJ is really close. So Um, That's why I decided to commute. Can you describe, like, walk me through from Mm -hmm. when you wake up, kind of Mm -hmm. at what time, and then just what the whole process looks like until you get to school? Okay, I wake up at, for my 8.30 classes, I wake up at 5.40 in the morning. I take a shower. I don't eat breakfast. I don't like breakfast. (laughs) Um, From then, um, we drive to the border, which is about 10 minutes away from my house. Um, We take about, at most, 35 minutes at the border. In good days, we do 20 minutes. And from there on, from San Isidro to here, Point Loma, another 35, 40 minutes. And from, from then... I, I arrive, and then when I leave at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I get all the traffic back home. So we go um, all the way to Harbor Drive through the airport, and we go, we avoid the traffic in the freeway. So um, we do that, and then another 30 minutes because of the traffic on the border. It's really long from... 2.30 to 5. It's really long. And I arrive at home at 6. From So yeah, 5.40 to 6. So the border that Luciana is crossing is called San Ysidro. And the Orange County Register wrote on April 5th, 2019 that, quote, According to the U.S. government, the San Ysidro port of entry is the busiest land border crossing in the Western Hemisphere. It's one of three ports of entry near San Diego area, 
and the checkpoint processes an average of 70,000 northbound vehicle passengers and 20,000 northbound pedestrians daily. Luciana and her mom have a few particular landmarks that inspire them and make their drive a little bit better. So let's hear about a few of them. Um, we see a lot of boats through the harbor. Mm -hmm. I think all that um, drive through the harbor and Seaport Village. And there's a really, really um, good restaurant that we like. It's called uh, Fish Market. Mm -hmm. um, so we just love seeing all the boats and just overall the whole harbor for us. It's really, really beautiful. Especially in the afternoons when the sun is setting, mm -hmm. we see the sunset as well. When you're driving with your mom, are y'all usually like pretty quiet and it's like peaceful or do you chat? Do you listen to music, podcasts? Oh, we chat a lot, um, especially on the way back of all the things I've learned. And we also hear music because especially for my mom, if she's driving, it's really, really tiring for her. So I kind of try to distract her with music, chatting, um, but it's never quiet. We always chat about our days and what she does at work and what I do here at school. So it's really, really um, exciting and entertaining for both of us. I recently started um, putting Mexican artists. That for her, um, she already knew, but I'm kind of just now realizing how cool they are. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess Mexican music, especially Juan Gabriel, is someone that we adore so much and she actually got to see him um, in a concert in TJ I think she um, he has passed on mm -hmm. um, I think he died in 2016 mm -hmm. but um, I'm now just kind of getting into his music so that's an artist we both like I definitely definitely value um, the time with my mom because I feel like We've been doing this uh, border commuter thing for 16, 17 years since uh, middle school. Mm -hmm. So all that time we've been able to connect more. And that's something that I, we both value that, um, that connection because I know not all parents um, are able to have that connection. So it's something that I for sure don't take for granted and I value that. Luciana has been doing this commute for practically her whole life now, but she says that when she came to university in San Diego at Point Loma, that things felt a little different. Because in high school, all of my friends were from TJ. Like 90% of the school um, were commuters mm -hmm. from TJ. So I think it was a really uh, a shock for me here that people didn't have that kind of experience and every time I introduced myself in classes, they were always very interested of what my experience of commuting was because I had never had to answer those kind of questions before. Um, but I was able to meet some really um, amazing people here, especially in the commuters lounge. And I was able to meet people who also spoke Spanish but live in San Diego that were also commuters. But... um. I kind of made my own like group of people that I can trust and know and get who I am. Because 
Since Luciana has to cross the border in order to get to school, sometimes there can be some unexpected roadblocks. And recently, there has been one specific one that she's going to share with us. So recently, there has been uh, a difference in uh, the Sentry line. Mm -hmm. They implemented a new system where... Um, the National Guard and the Mexican military are checking cars and people that we have all of our paper in line, which that is something new um, that they implemented this Tuesday. Oh, wow. And they didn't give us any warning that they were going to do it. So uh, this Tuesday, I wasn't able to come to school because mm -hmm. I did two hours of line. Oh my gosh. And it's really frustrating because um, we were all saying, like my family and friends that live in TJ, we were saying that it's the responsibility of the Americans to check who's coming into their country instead of the Mexicans checking for checking us to go hmm. to uh, the United States. Um, they do have Americans checking right before because there's the... The CBP, CBP who check your sentry, but before that, there are police officers standing, um, checking if you do have your passport with you. Mm -hmm. And now, before those, you have the Mexican military checking. So it's just and that was that's the one that was that's just added. Me, yeah. Um, so that was interesting doing two hours of line and at the time we didn't know what was happening we thought i don't know maybe they closed the border because that has happened before they closed like at three in the morning and then the line at six it's super long mm -hmm. because they didn't open in time but um that's something <laughs> memorable that happened this week yeah and can you explain a little bit about what century is Yes, so there is Ready Lane, um, Standard, and then Sentry. I, Sentry is the faster one. Um, it's a, a blue, like, tiny um, card. Mm -hmm. It has your name on it, your nationality, your gender, and all that. And that is the thing you show when you cross. But because I'm an international student, I'm not American... I have the student visa, okay. which I have to get signed by um, the school, tell, telling, making sure that I am a student here. And that's something that they check the officers when I cross it. I do have that student visa. Mm -hmm. So the sentry and the student visa is what I show when I cross. And I know that's kind of maybe not a barrier, but like a logistical thing that you have to figure out. Mm -hmm. Are there any other logistical things that you have to consider when you're commuting um i think just the time um knowing when i have to get out of the house especially because it's right now it's very unpredictable with the whole situation going on um yesterday it was super um fast and there wasn't a lot of line but today it was super long as well as in tuesday so right now it's very unpredictable so i think the logistical issue of um um like knowing when to get out of the house and being able to come to class in time mm -hmm. i think that's 
a, a big part of commuting. Are there any misconceptions or like myths you think that people have about crossing the border every day for your commute that mm-hmm. you would want to touch on? Um, I think every time I get that question, and especially the time it takes for me to get here, they always think that it's like two hours, three hours for me to get from one place to the other. But it's it really isn't that long. It's an hour and a half. I, I mean, for most people, I think that's a lot, maybe. Yeah. But for me, again, because I'm used to it, it doesn't seem like a lot. And because I talk with my mom a lot, it it, the time passes really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, um, people who don't live in a border state, I think that don't know how it works crossing. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't know what Sentry is. Sentry is, I think, the most um, popular one that many people have. It's the quicker one because the other ones, you only need your passport for it. Um, but the Sentry is, is really cheap. It's like 120 something dollars to get. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think those two, the time it takes for me to get here and how the border situation works. so much for sticking around until the end of this episode and for supporting us stay tuned for our next episode on microaggressions we're going to be talking to dr v and taylor floyd additionally this is an awesome time of the year where the podcast is looking to hire new students Um, We're looking for a script writer, an editor for our episodes, and also a guest relations manager. If any of those sound interesting to you or you know someone who would be good in that role, feel free to send them to our Instagram to find some more information. We can't wait to see you for our next episode in a couple weeks. Until then, make sure to stay safe, take care, and good luck on your finals. This podcast would not be made possible without the Office of Multicultural and International Student Services at Point Loma Nazarene University. It was hosted and executively produced by Sarah Gleason. It was written and researched by Annika Barr. The promotions and graphics were created by Michaela Norwood. It was recorded by Point Radio at PLNU. Thank you.